Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wait, is Zac Efron's character in High School Musical just the story of gayness? <gasps> Welcome back to That's a Gay-Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? This is your host, Eric Williams, and I'm not going to lie to you. I've tried to record this intro a couple times, and I just need to own up to the fact that right now I'm having imposter syndrome. It's so frustrating. I really wish there was a pill. I know that, like, the different drugs can do a lot of good things, but I'm talking something sustainable and healthy. I was recently offered ketamine in Los Angeles. I was like, what? Am I in euphoria? I politely declined, and I'm not, if you are a cat girl, I'm not judging you for that. I just don't know if I trust this brain with that chemical. But I am, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll do something else. It's LA! Yeah, the, the imposter syndrome is real, and I'm even as I'm saying that, I'm realizing, like, it's just something I gotta push past, because talking to Eric on this week's episode, he is just one of those people that emanates brilliance and positivity and he started to become a tiktok celeb just because he was like sad from a breakup and just made videos and if that ain't exposed to making lemons out of lemonade i don't know what is so i want to thank you for being here on that's a gay ass podcast and i did also just put up the bonus episode for patreon this week if you are not subscribed it is a party y'all i'm doing weekly episodes uh for ten dollars and up and then if you do the five dollar version you will get one episode a month last week i did um a segment for my weekly crush which i'm definitely going to be doing every week last week's crush of course with the super bowl was the la rams coach God damn, that man is fine. I also talk about what I'm watching. Last week was the Tinder Swindler, that batshit documentary about that asshole straight man who's from Israel giving us Jews a bad name. It really pisses me off when Jews don't do good things. Do you know what I mean? It's like I'm not responsible for them, but I feel like if a Jew's in the news and they did something real bad, I'm getting some extra bad looks on the street. I also talked about something I like to call my bottom revolution. I will not be elaborating on this episode, but you'll have to go to the Patreon to check it out. The link is in the show notes for that. And for this week, we talk about Carl Radke from Summer House because he is my weekly crush and my yearly, lifely crush. And I'm also watching Celebrity Big Brother. I'm not proud to be watching it. I've never watched it before this season, but I'm hooked. If you're going to tell me that Teddy Mellencamp is going to be voted off the first episode, Cynthia from Atlanta Housewives is going to be iconic Carson Kressley is gonna be it's like I don't know if this season was made for me or if every season is full of this many like gay pop culture people but 
I'm here for it. I'm watching, I'm listening, and I'm learning every week. So again, check out that Patreon. The link is in the show notes, or just head to patreon.com slash gayasspodcast. And just for $5 a month, you can get some bonus episodes or get them every week and help us keep these rainbow lights on. This week on the podcast, Eric Sedeno is here, an icon on TikTok, an icon on Instagram, and also gorgeous. There's, I put the video up on the Patreon as well. He is such a light and a, a beacon of positivity. You may have seen his spread in Teen Vogue recently, and if not, Google it. The shots are stunning. I hope you enjoy this episode, and if you could do me a favor, tell a friend you like it. Follow us on Instagram, at Podcast, and I hope to see you on the Patreon, Community. Let's get into it. Eric, how dare you bring your gorgeous face to this chaos podcast? <laughs> I, I want to say before we get into anything, I think we should, out of respect, put our hands on our hearts and sing, say the gay national anthem. I pledge allegiance to the fag. The United <laughs> Slates of, of Gay America. America. Oh my and God. to the Rihanna. For who I stand, one slation under Gaga. I for <laughs> Indivisible with LGBT and Yastas for all. Oh my God, you know it by heart. I'm angry that you came up with that, but I'm thrilled that we as a community have it. And I think that you should run the distance with that. I'm thinking t-shirt line. I'm thinking theme song. I'm thinking changing the constitution. No, I know. I'm like ready for, you know, it to be on Fox News, it to be a big discussion. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Do you think Tucker Carlson will do a full episode that the gays are cha- trying to change the Constitution? Another reason why we're the bane of the nation's existence? I would hope so. That would be so funny. I love that, like, it's obviously a joke, but they wouldn't take it like it. You know, <laughs> it's like... I, I could see it. I could see it running the full mile, you know. Oh, 100%. And I think, uh, as we know, when you come out and you get the gay handbook, the first chapter is all press is good press. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so if Fox News is doing a feature, I don't care what they're saying, as long as my face is on it. No, I want to go on Fox News just to be like, slay, <laughs> I, just to be annoying. That'd be so funny. I have to say your usage of slay is so, it's so beautiful to me because I I went through a period of, um, and this is really vintage, but Jessica Simpson back in the day kept saying, oh my God, because she didn't want to say, oh my God. She, she didn't want to pronounce the full G-O-D. And so as a bit, I was like, oh my God. And then it became like, oh my God, shut up into oh my God, shop. And then it became not ironic and I did it nonstop and oh. then it became a problemo oh my god that's literally like that's just me with any meme ever like <laughs> I I started saying slay purely to make fun of like gay people because I love just like saying things ironically <laughs> and so I started saying it like mainly oh my god my roommate hates me mainly to bother my roommate <laughs> just like we have a duplex and he'd be sitting downstairs and i'd just come in a room and be like slay and it's just like oh my god and then what's the situation today i mean also didn't you put and let me make sure i'm clear on this one of your tiktoks you were talking about were you in the act of love making and you said slay we were like yeah we were like making out mm, and then like you know petting. when you come up for air yeah i was taking a deep breath and like i was just like i i'm always in like a goofy mood but i was like definitely on one that night 
and he looked at me and I was like slay and he was just like oh my god it was just like so funny was it a mood killer or did it amp up the sexual tension I think it was <laughs> not. I think it was a mood killer a little, uh, but it was just like I'm stupid, and I was just. It was funny. It didn't like you know ruin the night or anything. Was- listen, listen. I think the most amazing lovemakers in the world are the ones that are, can laugh. Not even love. I mean, talk like kissing anything. Like if if you take yourself too seriously while you're being sexy with someone, I think that's the, that's the boner killer. It's supposed to be fun, but I, I like make it, I made it funny. So I don't know. <laughs> but he, There's a thin line between fun and funny when you're having, when you're having sexy time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think so. What's so amazing about this moment right now is that you have agreed to do this podcast, even though my name is Eric. We have two Eric's and one gay ass podcast because listen, I heard your story about dating a guy named Eric and it was not the slay the house down boots mama. <laughs> Did he see that video that you posted saying that like it was a, it was a no go? Um, yeah, he DM'd me. He, he follows <laughs> me on TikTok. I thought it was so funny. He was he thought it was funny. I like and honestly, the reason we broke up, I'm not wasn't even because his name was Eric. It's because, well, like one, I wasn't ready. And two, um, <laughs> I moved from Harlem. We both lived in Harlem. And then I moved all the way to Brooklyn. Babe, it was a long distance relationship. It was like an hour and a half on the train. I was like, I can't do it. I, no, <laughs> no, 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 it, no. I mean, it's you need to have to really commit to that journey. Because let me let me tell you something. It is a commitment. When I started dating Matt, who we have not been together for eight years, and we were originally living, I was in Brooklyn, and he was in Queens in Astoria. I told my sassy lesbian roommate, I met this really hot boy who lived in Queens, and she was like, where does he live? I was like, Astoria. She goes, it's not going to work out. And then I think we're still together to this day because I'm just proving her wrong. And I cannot stand the guy. I mean, get me out of this loveless marriage. But... um. (laughs) But no, but he, but he, we, I mean, we were on that train. It was like hour, hour 10. And then he, where I was living in Brooklyn, you, the walk from the train at nighttime was not cute. And so he would get off of work and then come to me and he was risking his life for love and ultimately love won. <laughs> but I understand where you're coming from. Where's the furthest you would date someone in New York City from Brooklyn? Oh, that's hard. I mean, like, honestly, like Harlem was like a little rough, but I think I would, if it was the right person, I'd make it work, but that's really pushing it. Like, I don't know. I think, I think like Upper East Side is like the farthest I could go. Yeah. Cause the four or five is express. I mean, that helps yeah. that like, ease the pain. I'll, I'll just, I'll make it there. I think, I don't know. So, you know, what was so incredible about like getting ready for this interview? Because first of all, I just adore your TikTok. I adore your videos. I think you are so fucking funny and gorgeous and uh, and optimistic and just everything about you. I'm so, I can't say enough how happy I am that you're doing this podcast and just like that you are you. And what I find so amazing is I was reading your um, hashtag Vogue interview. Mm. And uh, which is, first of all, when you got the email they were going to interview for Vogue, where were you and what did you feel? I was getting off the train in Williamsburg, going to my friend's apartment. And I remember I was like going down the steps at the Marcy stop, the JMZ. And I literally like stopped at the bottom and I just like, my eyes were huge and my mouth dropped and I like internally screamed so loud. I couldn't believe it. And I, I just was like, 
I just like was like like amazed like bewildered I was like didn't know what to do with myself I was so I've never responded to an email so fast in my life I was like oh my god can you give me the visual representation for our patreon girlies of what you you're walking down the stairs and then show me the face you made it was like it was a full house it was like you know like (laughs) (laughs) it was like mouth open eyes like 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 I just couldn't believe it. Eyes it, open and a flutter and then an open again and then a flutter and an open even wider. You know, like a mini seizure, just like in my body. Double, t- triple taking your own phone. <laughs> I mean, listen, that is so, it's so huge. It's such a good interview. And one of the things I find really interesting is that you talked about how like you basically had a breakup that was tough. You had all this time on your hands and you were like making more videos. And the next thing you know, it's like really exploded. But can we talk about like making a lemonade out of lemons? Can we talk about making guacamole out of avocado can we talk about making earrings out of metal i don't know it's just (laughs) how long was the relationship and if you feel comfortable talking about that breakup what was what was that journey it was definitely like one of those relationships that we had just started seeing each other right before covid Mm. and then i went home for three months and we kept talking and we kind of had like a little breakup and i i really actually came back to new york to be with him Mm -hmm. and very sweet guy i don't want to say anything negative about him like i we are not on good terms right now and i i don't have anything bad to say about him uh but it's just like i don't think we're meant to be and i think we want Mm -hmm. different things but after we broke up i was like i was moving and he was supposed to help me move and he did it and i was like um i don't know it wasn't like a bad breakup like we weren't like mad at each other when we broke up um but definitely was like hard to go through that because he I kind of leaned on him so much during the pandemic oh yeah yeah I think it's really it's it's so tough I mean breakups in general are the worst for so many reasons but I think I'm can only imagine the pandemic probably like heightened some of the intensity about like what you actually derive your relief from the craziness of the world from and I just like even talking about the Upper East Side my ex lived on the Upper East Side and I we broke up on the Upper East Side and that four train down to Brooklyn I wept the entire way and I've never I've never been like a, a cry on the train type of girl at, at, at that point I wasn't at, the years after you know life life happened as we say but after this breakup I it was my first big one and I think that I didn't realize before how much of a death it felt like. And it doesn't matter how long you are together. I just think like the molecules in your brain and your body shift after a breakup, no matter what. So I can only imagine what you were feeling with the pandemic happening. But the fact that you were able to like make videos on your own as like a way to, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. why. I just like, I, I think like, I just saw it as an opportunity to start over kind of because I was lucky enough that like we broke up two weeks later, I moved. I was in a whole new environment. I grew a mustache. I got a mullet. And yes. Yeah. I was like, I was like, this is a fresh start. Like, and I can't look at it any other way. And like, obviously it was really sad, but I started posting thought pictures again. Like I started, you know, my first TikTok that ever got any sort of like any more than like a thousand likes was um, me shaking my ass. So I think, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) yeah. My relationship to Thoughtry on the internet is really it, 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 there's a, a gorgeous roller coaster where I I think it's is this natural for you? Do you go in? Do you go in uh, waves of oh, yeah. Thoughtry? Oh, a hundred percent. I think it's when I like the summer is always like the thought time of the year, and like I'm mm-hmm. not like 
I don't work out unless I feel like I, I, I don't know. I don't work out unless I really want to like be a thought, you know, that's how sure, I sure. like, like get a little toned, take my thought pictures, post them on the internet. But no, I think that there's like ebbs and flows with every kind of content and thought content for me. And if you're feeling thoughty in like February, you do a throwback thurs. <laughs> <Yeah>. And then <laughs> I did that this year. I did. I was like, I was, it was like, it was like post your favorite picture of yourself. And it was like the thoughtiest thing I've posted like <laughs> all year. I was like, mm, yeah, that seems about right. Post your favorite picture. It just happens to be where I'm just wearing a pasty and nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Literally, it was like, oh, I'm just, oh, I'm just dainty. Like, like my chest was sitting I, though, I have to say. So I love that phrase so much. I really like I've been starting to work out recently, partly because we got an exercise bike in our home, which I guess is a brag, but also maybe a cry for help because we just like have both been feeling so just like needing to like get on top of our game. So I've been working out a lot more. Ooh. And I just want resting titties like you know like i've got what some people might call a hairy chest and you see like a meaty titties laid hairy chest i think there's nothing better yeah i agree i like really like hair like like i just think it like looks so hot and i don't know i also just love like when the the tits sit like i just i don't have that right now like they can they get there they do their job, but they're not like sitting pretty all the time, you know? Yeah, I want to be able to like bounce in this chair and then be like, look, look, look. And then you can like that <laughs> slapping my chin. Yeah, no, I I agree. That's like kind of the goal. That's like really. <laughs> There's a picture that someone posted of um, what's the guy's name that is Superman? Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. Harry Cavill. Henry Cavill. He's Henry. So Henry Cavill has a picture where it's like titties are laid, hairy chest and did you did you post or someone posted a picture of like a miniature version of a body laying in between two hairy two hairy laid chests and that is what you I feel like when you see a picture of Henry Cavill with titties laid you just want to crawl in between them and nuzzle. Uh yeah, I don't know. I just think it's like nice. I think they're just pretty. I I I agree. Yeah. Also like I feel like Sometimes people are so anti-body hair and I'm like, no, I like it. At least on this the upper part, you know. Listen, listen. I the audience that listens to this probably is like, you know, there's so much hair talk in this podcast because I've <laughs> had my own journey. But like I think, yeah, the hair positivity movement, I would love to to join. And it's so toxic when like young people are told like hairless is the best, and then of course they're a human being that probably will have hair somewhere and be like, yeah. fuck. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like pro hair. I think I made a joke. One of my TikToks, I made a joke about having a hairy ass. And everyone was like, like, that's a good thing. And I'm like, I know, I'm just joking. Like, I feel like a lot of times people don't know that every video I make genuinely is not serious. And so they like try to correct me. And I'm like, man, I really did not like mean any, like this is really has no truth behind. Like, I don't know. Of course. Have you ever been like caught in more hot water than you anticipated with anything you've posted? Like making people angry you weren't ready for that? I like, I made a joke about, I don't know if I should say this. I made a joke that I didn't perceive to be like telling people what to do with their bodies, specifically women. And as soon as I was like, I put my phone down and 30 minutes to come back and uh, like girls were posting, women were posting that like, I was like telling them what to do with their bodies. And I took that shit right down. I took that right. I was like, I'm not going to fight with a woman when she's perceiving like what I said to be, you know, wrong. Like, you know, I'm not going to. Of course. I mean, honestly, like good on you for taking it down. But also it, it goes to show you like 
There are so many different paths you can take when that happens, and it's hard to know what the right one is, but I'm inclined to say you took the path of least resistance. I, I would never want to fight. I don't want to be problematic. That's like yeah, I, if people are if people are feeling a certain type of way and and if the, the the community which in this case is women is feeling a certain I don't want you to like recreate the video to like get, you know, re-riling up, but was what was the the category of joke that people took the wrong way? I was trying to make a joke about like I don't know if I should say it. Was it about clothing? Was no. it about... Okay, so I have this material girl. I was just making jokes. Oh, I love materials. Yeah, girl. Yeah. Like the joking, like like career girl, like making puns with material girl. Mm-hmm. And I did one that was like venereal girl. And I tried to make it like unisex, like, like you know, a boy and yeah. a girl could. I didn't say what specific like gendered, uh, you know, part of the body I was talking about. I said mm-hmm. like, like I said something like that, like. I, and I was just trying to make a joke to rhyme. And as I think people took it as like, I was one, not being like sex positive or two, like telling people what to do with their bodies or three, you know, like, and I, I genuinely just wanted to make a rhyme. Like I didn't. Of course. It. You know what? I'm glad you said it because what it, what it really proves, I think is like you inadvertently, of course, people felt a certain kind of way and you yeah. listen and you, and you took a step, which I think is really great. And I think that, it goes to show you that sometimes we all make a mistake of like the rhyme just happened to be a rhyme that maybe made people feel a certain type of yeah. way. And then that wasn't the intention. And then we, we press on vibes. Yeah. And it sits with me. Like whenever I upset a group of people, like, ugh, it really sits with me. I don't like my whole thing is like, I just like to be positive and make silly jokes. Like one of my material girls video, the career girl one, people were like <laughs> kind of upset. Some of them. And I was like, I'm literally like you why are you mad at me because I made a bad joke? Like, it's genuinely not a good joke. <laughs> and let me just repeat it for the listeners because it's one yeah. of my favorites. It's like, you're going, all of you people saying that you're a material girl, uh, you need to get a job. You got to be a career girl. <laughs> yeah, like, I was just like, it's so stupid. It's not even, my boyfriend was like, mm, it's not my favorite. <laughs> He's honest. He's like, mm, you've had better jokes. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> cut to me cackling on my phone i swear to god the relationship between someone making videos and their partner is i think can be really fraught because listen we get silly ideas we put things out yours obviously i I find are so fucking funny but do you tend to try to get validation from your menses or do you uh post the video let her live and then show your boyfriend or do you is there a mix of getting validation versus just going and posting yeah there's definitely a mix but i mean like my boyfriend does not have his own tiktok account that he he'll like watch videos i send him but he doesn't like go on his Mm -hmm. he deleted his personal instagram he deleted his his personal twitter he has like a uh, an instagram for his like he sews he's a really talented you know designer i Uh, love this yeah so like so we have we're opposites like we're truly the most opposite you can get and like um whenever i have a video i think is so funny i'll show him and he's welcome to look at my videos all the time but it's kind of nice knowing he's not going to see every video i post because like you know a lot of are just like really dumb jokes i was like that's so (laughs) stupid but i i think he knows me really well and he'd be like of course like he would just be like of course i think Earlier in our relationship, I would have been a little bit more like, oh, he has a TikTok. I can't post this. But I think I'm way beyond that with him at this point. I like he doesn't like it. That's his that's 
that's his yes. i'm moving forward and, i don't care and that is on health and that is on self-esteem that is what we like to hear because i <laughs> i think it's let me just say you sound much healthier than i am when it comes to like show like i will make matt just like give me give me validation after validation i'm like funny right do you think and then if he doesn't like <laughs> it like so i should should i should i you know kind of like jump off this balcony or like what what, what are next steps but i think that having a supportive man and especially a supporting man who sews you've won yeah i i feel really lucky to have my current boyfriend like he's really talented i believe in him so much i think he's like gonna be really successful and he supports me on everything and i just i feel really lucky like he never has ever been like jealous or tried to stop me from doing anything or like i just and when i had my vogue like i had a photo shoot with the teen vogue people um he styled me and you know I'm just lucky he's been helping me like he's really an awesome awesome person to have in my life right now I love that so much oh to to love to gaze and to vogue and that is a drink this podcast always has to ask a very famous question and Eric Cedeno Rico Dequito I want to ask you a very very important question whose fault is it that you're gay who do we blame babe okay I have two answers Mm. I think the first one has to be Zac Efron in High School Musical. Thank you for saying what people are not brave enough to I, say. No, like he changed it. Bet on it? Yeah. Oh, and Corbin Blue, though. Like both of them. Yes. They did something. He also, Corbin Blue also is not only so talented, so handsome, so great, but also starred on Broadway. He uh-huh. has such a gorgeous filmography. But let's talk about Zac Efron. So you're... Watching High School Musical, you hear Zac Efron go, sore if I am. Were you wanting to be a star like Zac? Were you wanting to sleep with Zac? Were you wanting to take a deep dive into his blue eyes? Were you wanting to be Vanessa Hudgens with long hair kissing? What was it about this visual that really landed with you? Um, I really, I don't know why. I just thought he was really pretty. I, I was also like a little kid. Like I was like 10, maybe. I don't even know how old I was when it came out, but I was like a young little kid and I didn't know I was attracted to him, but I couldn't look away, you know? <laughs> so, um, and I think like him and Vanessa Hudgens, like she's like the smart, like, you know, she's like, she's not like supposed to be a singer and he's an, he's an athlete. Like, yes. I don't know. It was like... Wait, that's what it is. That's what it is. It's like you're watching someone be told that they're in a box and they can't do a certain thing and then they <laughs> shed that box and then they and then they do musical theater. I think that is... Wait, is Zac Efron's <laughs> character in a high school musical just the story of gayness? <gasps> kind of. It's, this is big, Eric. This is big. Yeah, I think we're breaking, we're breaking some news to the world. I don't know. I think we are. I think this should be like in a scientific journal because I would like listen to the album and like sing along. (laughs) And there was something, I think what it is, is he is the epitome of the very like conventionally attractive American man. But then he happens to be like kind of sensitive and singy and sweet. And so I think for me, it's like the dream of what you would want in someone that looks like that when it's quite rare to find that in your day to day. Yeah, he was also like the it boy when that came out. Like he was like, he was on like all the teen magazines. He was like yeah. everywhere. Like he was really like the it boy. What do we think about Zach lately? Hasn't he's oh been God. got that surgery done? Yeah, like he's I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna Google botchy. that. He's looking like, <laughs> yeah, I like botched on e. Um, he broke his jaw right, and then he had surgery to fix it. 
but it looks like really like he had it done. It's looking. Oh my god! I didn't know that's what happened. Yeah. So he I... broke his jaw in 2013. Mm-hmm. He slipped in a puddle of water outside of his LA house and had to get his jaw wired shut. Uh, if anybody watches Below Deck, there's an episode on Bravo where one of the guests of this yacht has her mouth wired shut the entire like three days of her yacht stay, and the chef has to completely blend all of her meals and then put give it to her with a, a glass and a straw anyways i'm just saying that is devastating and then there's a yahoo news article where experts weigh in on his new cheeks and jawline man it really must be tough to be that examined yeah i think like he just doesn't look natural anymore and people always respond to that poorly sometimes you know like I think uh, like people respond to plastic surgery that's like subtle really well, but if it's pretty drastic, they don't seem to like it. It was like yeah, yeah, and, and also like this article is saying that you can't be quick to judge people because you don't know what they're going through. Does he have a dental surgery? So whatever is happening with Zach, you, I, we just send you our love and we thank you for your service to us as young gays. That's where we should leave it with Zach Efron, and I wish him peace and I hope that he can chew. Yeah. Oh, my second answer to that question is. Probably any male model in the underwear aisle at JCPenney. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think that, that, like, I remember going to the mall with my mom and, like, my parents both worked at JCPenney corporate for a really long time. And so uh, we were like... The call is coming from inside the house. Oh, my God. Go on. (laughs) And we were, I remember, like, mom was like, oh, we need to get you underwear. And I'd be like, I feel like my eyes (laughs) were open. And I was like, oh, my God. It's that section. Like, I don't know. Something about it. Here's my question. Do you think, I mean, that is so, that is so relatable. Do you think, my biggest question when I was looking at those was not only was I so turned on by like the ripped bodies, the, (laughs) the whitey tidies, but I also was really zoomed in on the bulge itself. I'm curious when you're doing a close-up shot of an underwear campaign or packaging, you have to be very meticulous with where the goodies go. Do you think, Eric Cedeno, they are packing or do you think it's all natural bulge? Um, so I work in advertising and like <gasps> one thing I learned a long time ago, I'm pretty sure is that they pad for sure. They don't want to see any actual male genitalia. And sometimes I read this thing that like sometimes they'll put like bread, like literal white bread. In I <laughs> love bread. <laughs> yeah. And or like a, or like a foam, just like just so it like you know sits pretty it's like a curve and you're not actually seeing anything but it's not it's not their actual goodies ever i don't think i don't think on those like professionally like fruit of the loom package you're right what am i thinking there's like a giant mushroom head or like a fucking hood on like why why would i but you know i think the just the illusion of it maybe being there was already so exciting because you're like zoomed in on a man's crotch area it was the six packs it was like the the hairless, you know, mm-hmm. it's giving like hunk, you know, <laughs> it's giving hunk. <laughs> it, it, it was giving hunk. And also, I think as time has gone by, there have been more underwear ad campaigns that are, I think, doing a little extra and especially geared towards gays. Have you heard, do you um either purchase or see the ad campaigns for Charlie, like swimsuits and underwear stuff? I do. Yeah. So if <laughs> Charlie... I'm literally Googling it right now. I might even show you this. These campaigns are so bad shit. And like, I guess this is becoming kind of a horny episode, but the 
talk about like being okay with and celebrating body hair charlie really goes there like let me show you this right now what i'm showing is like full-on laid titties mm -hmm. hair but then there's no bread here there's no foam i mean i think i think oh it's just full-on full i think it's wow. full-on and so i think you know the year of our Lord 2022 has seen the bread basket be taken away from some of the underwear shoots. <laughs> and I think that that is okay with me. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, like, I'm not opposed to it. I just don't think I saw it when I was a little kid. I also love when I see, like, real people in underwear and not, yes. like, six packs. And, like, like I, uh, I don't think that everyone needs to have a six pack or aspire to have one. I think you need to, like, my favorite thing is to like look in the mirror and like be like, yeah, I look nice. Like I look good. Like regardless of how fit or toned or anything I am, I just kind of, as long as I feel. Which is revolutionary. I think like not many people, I mean, no one is told to do that. Right. Cause what is it different diet culture, different industries trying to make us feel worse so that we, but like, I think to be in the mirror, be like, I look good. Even if you don't, I think that saying that mantra to yourself is can like can be a very healing thing because I know right now that I do not say that to myself. And it's not that I'm bashing myself every day, but the things that you say uh, matter and have weight. I think um, my goal last year, which like I didn't actually do, I just will say it's like wake up and like myself. Like that mm -hmm. was like my resolution was like to wake up and like, like, I like me or I'm happy I'm me today, you know, like, and that's really hard to do. Like every day, it's really challenging to do. But like, I think that should be everyone's goals. Like wake up and like, even if, you know, I mean, no one's perfect, but even if you don't feel like you're having a good day, you should still like yourself and you should still feel like you can say that, you know? A hundred percent. I think what I've learned in recent years is as shitty as you can feel about yourself, if you say mean things to yourself, then your body has no choice but to make those mean things be a reality. And it becomes like a really vicious cycle. And, you know, talking about like mental health stuff and just where we are at, I found that I cannot be the person that says no to myself. I need to accept and celebrate the things about me that I can't control and that I, that make me who I am. And then if the world or anything in the world says no to me, that's their prerogative. And I just have to keep on continuing to say yes to myself because unfortunately some people or things in the world will say no to me, but I can't control that. Yeah. I think like when I think about like why I love myself so much and like, like why I just like, you know, regardless of who says no or what happens to me, I'm like still really positive. I think like it has a lot with being gay and going through like the gay experience. Like you to just even say like, I'm gay is a really introspective, like look at yourself and you have to like really accept yourself for who you are to even just admit in the mirror, like I'm gay. Like, and that's not something heterosexual people or like a lot of different people like have to deal with. And, you know, um, I think that like that allows you to kind of like get into a pattern of like accepting yourself. Cause it's not even like, oh, I'm gay. Then you have to tell everyone and then you have to be okay with it. And then you accept like, oh, well, I want to dress this way. Or like, this is how I want to represent myself. Or like, this is what I want to look like in the world. And it's not conventional to like, like what heterosexual people or like society expects you to look like. So I think totally. That, yeah, I think being gay really allows a window into your like accepting yourself and moving forward and away from like what everyone expects you to be. 
especially because I think when you're growing up, you are, I felt some shame and wasn't sure if I would be accepted. But then once I did accept myself and start and tell the world I was gay, I was like, hold the phone. I'm actually kind of amazing for doing this. And I, I think like holding on to that feeling and coming out in any sort of way. I mean, even if it's like you're not gay, but like coming out as like you're, pa- you're passionate about one thing or another, I think it's, yeah. it's freeing and can lead to that. But I am curious because you are from Texas, I know. Like, were you always dressing so gorgeously in Texas is my question. And what part of Texas are you from? Oh, thank you. I'm from DFW, like Dallas. Come on, Dallas, Fort Worth. Yes. yes, I've been. I'm a huge fan of your work. Love. Oh, I like, I wish I was from Austin. Like, I feel like Austin's like the it city. I have never seen hotter guys than when I was in Austin, Texas. <laughs> I swear to God. I went to this, that Barton Springs, like natural Ooh, spring yeah. thing. And I looked around. I was like, holy shit. I talk about like titties being laid i was like everyone here is a farm boy with like like that does skincare Mm, it was like you look so rugged and whatever and then also take you have like a gorgeous skin fade on your hair i'm like what is going on i know there's like pretty people in austin i i like Mm. i think austin's like a really cool it's also like a whole like it's very gay it's a lot gayer and like i think People are freer. That's like the I would say it's like a more Portlandy part of Texas. Yeah, definitely. I I and every time I've been in Texas, which randomly has been a bunch of times, Texas gets a bad rap in some ways. But I think that th- there is a lot of good and gay in Texas. Yeah, and like I think when I was I I went to school in Dallas, I uh I didn't explore. I was very much more reserved than I am now. I think mm. moving to New York really is the reason. Like uh, talking about how I dress. I dress like shit in Texas. <laughs> I did not. I did what would not. you say? How would you characterize your fashion while you were in Texas? I think I was like, like I was trying to kind of dress like more like fratty, I guess, or just mm. like I was wearing like tighter. Like I don't know. I was just like I was dressing more like what I guess people expected you to dress in Texas. So I wouldn't say I had like a very deep understanding of my own personal style. But I think, you know, I grew out of that. Um, I would say like frat boy with a lot of patterns. I, I <laughs> you know, a lot of patterns in there. Uh, frat boy with pattern, I think is actually, it's a very specific niche that I'm sure people identify with. But I'm so jealous of your style because I was born into a body that cannot pick a gorgeous piece of clothing. I just can't. I, my mat is, has amazing style He's beautiful. He can curate a Luke, but like I, I'm st- I'm I'm learning things. But I I feel like you. Do you agree that you were born with the ability to make yourself look stunning, or do you think you you've really studied to learn? Um, no, I think it's taken a long time. I think also like anyone can find a way to like. It's not even about necessarily what makes you look like the best. It's what makes you feel the best. Like mm. I like wearing clothes right now that are like honestly like a little too big like my pants like they're huge on me like oh yes reveal yeah like I I um you know and I think like for some reason it reminds me of uh like I guess like male like men's runways that I've seen but I I wouldn't I don't know I think it's about finding things that make you confident to make you make you happy I think you could totally just you have to just dress in like if there's one thing I've learned from the insane tiktok girlies is that like you can truly wear whatever you want and if you're confident about it it's great like you know like it doesn't really have to be good to be 
good. That is true because if you are selling it, it's been sold. It, no, you don't have to worry about what it actually looks like because it's sold. It's been sold. And speaking of selling, I have been purchasing clothing at. Uh, we've been going to Crossroads Trading Company for like thrift stuff, and I that has been actually been like I'm starting to see a fashion awakening in me because I'm like gravitating. Like I <laughs> I put up a poll on Instagram uh, recently when I was there that I found a like glittery polo that was like just like pure gay pure glitz and glam but like gorgeous little collar and i my eye was instantly drawn i ran to the fitting room and i put it on i was like this is a stun and i put up a poll on my instagram do i buy this be honest and 75 percent said yes but there were a fair amount of people that said no and it was the first time that i was like you know what i actually even though people like however many people said no, I still feel really good about this purchase because I feel so good in it. Yeah, I think it's like also like I think people look at fashion based on what they see themselves wearing, mm-hmm. not based on if it's objectively good. You know, oh. I really think that like people will look at something like the the male TikTok fashion people to me are always in Carhartt's, a white shirt and a je- like a denim jacket. And her sweatshirt and they're like would you wear this like of course i would wear that it's a very simple outfit and like everyone yeah go on girl give us nothing yeah and like go wear dunks and like you know it looks really cool it's like a nor it's like a good fit but it's not my style mm-hmm. but i can object say like oh that's objectively like a cute like simple fit that everyone could wear i wear like my cowboy boots or my crazy cowboy boots with oversized pants and like a sweater and I don't think everyone would wear that, you know? Yeah. Would you guys wear this? And you get like 3,000 comments or like, no. <laughs> yeah. And like, but it's my style. I like, I like Western wear and I like sweaters and I like colors. I really like colors. So, I mean, I don't know. I think it's just about like finding what you feel good in. And I don't even think I'm like necessarily that like fashionable or something. I just like think I like, I just like to dress uh i i I don't know i like to dress the way i like to dress (laughs) yeah and i think honestly like it it, i i'm learning even just hearing you say that i'm like i need to just fucking wear whatever i want to fucking wear because life is short and if i want to wear a glitzy polo to a wine bar so be it i've been really pulled by the loud patterns i've been really into like and i really i there's if anything it'll be a conversation piece if you're like why are you wearing homer simpson on your shirt i'll be like because he's cute that's why i don't fucking know i love when people say like oh it's camp like (laughs) it's obviously not camp it's just like a decision you made i'm like no yeah it's true it's true yeah it's camp uh yeah it's 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 camp is it um i love that (laughs) i i do want to say another question i i'm uh, contractually obligated to ask you eric if the world was ending you can only save one character actress. Who would you save? I was going to say Nicole Kidman, but then oh, yeah. Meryl Streep is like, I just like the world, you know, couldn't survive without her. I don't think I could survive without Meryl either. You know, and uh, Nicole, we had, I had a conversation on a previous episode. We were talking about, is Nicole a character actress, which I, she definitely is. And so your answer is good. Mm-hmm. However, Meryl strangely has not come up. Is there, are you like a Devil Wears Prada oh my God. person first or what, 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 what about Meryl or is there any other movie of Meryl's that you love? Okay. Well, the Devil Wears Prada is probably like one of my all time favorite movies. My mom and I, when I was sick days, we would watch 13 going on 30 Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Devil Wears Prada, or um, oh crap, what's the last one? Um, Legally Blonde. 
yeah oh my god those are like three go-to movies that we would just like circulate like whenever i'd stay home sick and she'd be working in the den like next to me and we'd be watching a movie and so like i grew up with like this i love anne hathaway like i know people call her bland but i'm like girl she's it like she i think she's i think she's there's a renaissance i think she's coming back yeah but like she just like that whole movie is like everything you could ask for like it's like a coming of age it's like you know she's uh she becomes fashionable she has this cool opportunity but she chooses herself over her opportunity yes and And few people do a transformation better than anne hathaway i mean princess diaries she there's something about her that she's really good at being I mean, I say, am I allowed to say she's very good at being ugly? Like, you know, can, like, like, like societally mandated ugly, yeah. which of course is still gorgeous. But you know, they she, and then to give the full change, she sells it so hard. Yeah, and like, I just love that. I just like Meryl does such a good job. Even like when you they show her and she's ugly, like finally have that reveal of her like her like oh, in yeah. her home, not glammed up. Mm-hmm. She's about to get divorced. Like, you know, like there's like, she's just like playing it in such a, oh, she just such, such like she gives it. She gives it every time. Like she gives it every time. Every time. Did yeah. you watch the Netflix crazy holiday season film? Don't look up. I did. I did. Okay. So what did you, what did you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite thing. It's like that TikTok comment, or it's like a tweet, and it's like, guys, I think this is commentary on society. (laughs) I was like, like, no way, that's so. (laughs) I love that. That's the full comment. I was waiting for a different, (laughs) for a further elaboration. You guys, (laughs) I think, and I was like, oh my god, you're so right. um, No, I think she did such a good job. I mean, that movie. I actually, my favorite running joke of that movie, I don't know if it's a spoiler, it's just like the general who charged for the snacks. Like, (laughs) (laughs) that's like the joke that's like really sat with me because I would be, um, I would be thinking about that all the time. Of course. Why would he do that? Like, say what you will about the film and like the level of stress you have watching it, but the running gag of the guy that charged for the the snacks that are fully (laughs) free at the White House, it is so fucking funny. And of course, we never find out why he did what he did, right? Like, it's just like, I just like, I love when it's like a few days before the meteor is going to hit and she's like, laying in the truck with uh timothy chalamet and she's like having this moment of like, like why why would you? like i don't know it's just like months later and she's like, right well you know what they say about ghosts is that is that ghosts only come back to haunt because they have unfinished business and i feel like jennifer lawrence's character in that movie has to come back to find out why that man charged her for pretzels <laughs> like there maybe the sequel is don't look behind because it's jennifer lawrence's ghost trying to find out about the pretzels literally I thought I mean I thought it was like an interesting movie. I wouldn't say it was like my favorite movie ever. I wouldn't like necessarily go back and watch it a billion times, but I thought it was like an interesting watch for sure. Oh yeah, I think when you have big stars like that all come together, like we have no choice but to watch, and especially like as gay people that are just obsessed with actors and pop culture, and it's unallowed to not watch Meryl Streep do a movie that features Jennifer Lawrence, Leonardo DiCaprio, whomever else. Oh, Timothee Chalamet. Yeah. It was really good to see like Meryl be like, like silly. Like, yeah, she was playing like a really absurd person. And I loved seeing her like that. She's always very 
serious I think in most things yeah it was good to see her be like she wasn't necessarily like being haha goofy but she was being a ridiculous person and I I really enjoyed the camp of her character now that is camp yeah Meryl Streep in that movie is camp yeah it really is if um if Timothée Chalamet if you were single and you met him at a bar and he was just feeling saucy and wanted to make out with you at the bar what do you do oh well yeah he's gorgeous he's not like yeah, he like he's he's a little skinny for me. I mm. I mean I mean, like I can't like my boyfriend's not like like thick or anything, but uh I I I would say like yeah of course he's beautiful like his face. Ugh, yeah, I wouldn't say like based on his personality I would like date him. I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah. yeah. I wonder what it'd be I, like to have him as a boyfriend. I yeah I don't know, but I'm just like thinking like of course like I think that anyone would say yes just like. He has the the face, you know. He has the chiseled from marble. It's crazy. Yeah, I think if you're saying no, like you're either one lying or two, he really isn't your type, you know. Or three, you're still worried that he's not of age, but he is, right? How old is he? He's like 24. Okay, that's. I mean, God, I I'm gonna put all my cards on the table here, Eric. I am 32 years old. Are you mad at me? No. Go off. Okay, this. thank you. Have fun. Go. Uh, you're gonna die soon. It's okay. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be why would I be mad you're not going to be around in the next few years <laughs> I thought that, that was a good one you have to give it to me that was a good one watch me now blast you and I cancel you for filth after this is- <laughs> everyone he says he's positive he told me he's ageist he's an ageist no no I thought that was listen I the, the shade is so so necessary needed I bring that up because like if i meet like a 20 you know like let's say you're if someone's 22 23 whatever and i'm thinking like is that person attractive of course i'm like yeah that person's attractive but then i'm like wait a minute i'm at the age where i'm like i'm 10 years older than that it's like that to me feels like when did that happen and i'm sure you're what how old you're 25 i i i'm 21 in spirit that's a lie that's a lie i'm old i'm 25 I uh I just no, you have the you have the zestful youth of a 21 year old but the sage wisdom of a 32 year old <laughs> okay well it's, I don't know why put me in 32 <laughs> yeah I I know I'm I a little old if I could do over like like from 21 to now with the, what I know now I'd be totally totally different person but I know gosh forget regret <laughs> what's that from Eric I, oh my god, I can't, I don't, I can't, don't shame me, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to shame you, it's from Rent, it's okay, it's, it's, oh, it's okay. before your time. I haven't seen that in a really long time, because it made me I'm just the old queen of <laughs> no, braiding last, my gray hairs. I, last time I watched Rent, it made me really, really sad, I haven't seen it in a very, very long time, so. Why, what's it about? I'm kidding, it's, it's, uh, it's very sad, I think. <laughs> And on that note, I want to thank you. I'm kidding. I want to. So let's move on to uh, one of our one of our final questions that we must ask all girlies who call, come on this gay ass pod. And I haven't prepped you for this, Eric. So get ready. Yes, Eric. What is the best Whoopi Goldberg film? I want to say Sister Act. <laughs> and that is correct. Thank you. You looked very nervous, but you you've passed with flying colors, Eric. Oh. That is. Oh, what's the one? Now what? I really do love the one where, uh, where she's ghost. Oh, what's it called? Ghost. Is it just called ghost? 
Or are you thinking about the one where she plays um, where where the little kid has an imaginary best friend? No, no, it's go- it's Ghost. Where- it's Ghost. What's his name? It's the clay. It's the clay with Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Yeah, yeah. That's really that's a really good movie too. But Sister Act really spoke to my soul. I don't know. Oh, why. of course. Yeah, I know. I know why because it's the best movie of all time, and nothing will be better than that. Um, but Ghost is actually, I think, a very good one as well, and it is probably could be very much considered gay. If only for the fact they made a Broadway musical about ghosts oh, with a yeah. very hot shirtless man. So, well, listen, Eric Cedeno, I'm so happy you came on That's a Gay podcast. This was truly a pleasure. You were so fucking funny and smart and amazing. And uh, can you tell our listeners where they can follow you if they aren't already? Um, you can follow me at Rico Taquito on Instagram and TikTok. Um, and you can follow me at the Rico Taquito with two E's on Twitter. So we'd love to see it. Thank you so much, Eric. And we I hope to see you again soon. Yeah, I loved doing this. This was really fun. Love. Friend of the Pod Productions. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market want to get a chiseled look in the jawline sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from juvederm volux xc juvederm volux xc is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.